Hey, y'all. Welcome back to The Ring Dish, the dish on all things wedding. You are with your favorite wedding planners, Mary and Angela. We are based out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas. We are local wedding planners, but we also serve the entire United States and the globe if you're willing to send us there. So the other thing that we have added to our repertoire lately is we have been doing online timeline consultations. So anywhere in the world, if you're listening to this right now, we can put together your wedding day timeline. Just send us a message. It'll be an hour phone call and we will make sure your day goes perfectly from start to finish. Send us a message at a toast events at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram at a toast events. We would love to make sure that you get everything on your wedding timeline that you are looking forward to. Today, we are going to be talking about the things that your venue should include. Hopefully, you have not booked your venue yet when you're listening to this, or if you have, we're going to give you an arsenal of questions to go over with your venue. Now, to refer to one of our earlier episodes, just want to take a quick second and remind everybody that you want to spend 50% or less, ideally 40% of your total budget on venue, food, and beverage. Sometimes this means that your venue should only cost you 20% of your total budget. We love budgets, so we are going to mention things like that as often as possible. Now, you are absolutely not doomed if you did not stick to that percentage for your venue. Let's talk about some things that your venue should include or conversations you should have. Perfect. Yes. We usually have a lot of couples come to us who've already booked their venue and then will come to us and say, hey, we've already booked our venue and guess what? They have everything. They've got tables and chairs. And we'll be like, oh my gosh, that is so good. But here are some questions or some other things to consider when you're looking at your venue or your dream venue that you want. And we wanna make sure that they at least have tables and chairs. With tables and chairs, let's kind of talk more logistics. Do the tables need tablecloths? Because if they do, that's an added expense. Here we are back at budgets. What kind of chairs do they offer? How many chairs do they offer? How many tables do they offer? What are the shapes of the tables? If you're envisioning a long Viking or family style table for your guests to sit at and all they have are round tables, that's cool that they provide them, but now we're going to have to bring in rectangle tables. If they only have 150 chairs and you're expecting 140 guests, you will either have to, one, bring in more chairs, two, have your guests move their chairs from the ceremony to reception area. You can do that. It's a more budget-friendly option. Casual weddings can get away with this. Or you can hire a service to move your chairs from ceremony to reception. Let's stick on the chairs. What kind of chairs are they? Are they just regular folding white chairs? Are they the garden padded chairs that come in a plethora of colors, white, fruit, wood, mahogany, and they have different color like padded seats? Are they shivari chairs? Again, multiple colors. Are they the fun farmhouse back chairs? Are they ghost chairs. Ghost chairs are the clear acrylic chairs, or I say they're acrylic. They're some sort of plastic. They're clear so that they don't necessarily take away from the seating area or the tablescape. Yeah, those ghost chairs have been super trendy lately. They have, and all of these aspects 
play into the total vibe that you're looking for. So if you found the perfect venue and it gives you the romantic and castle vibes that you want and you want to do mismatched china but they have the ghost chairs, you could go with that, give it a more modern feel, or you could bring in a Shivari chair, y'all. These are all things that I never knew I would be talking about before I became a wedding planner or actually before I ever planned my own wedding. <laughs> like, what's a Shivari chair? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> so the summary here, when you look at things that your venue offers in regards to quote unquote amenities like tables and chairs, you need to look at the bigger picture when it comes to those things. Like, cool, they offer a bridal suite and a groom suite. How big are those areas? We could go on and on, but I know we have a few more points to get to. Angela, what is next? This is one of my favorite things to talk about with couples, just because it's one of the things that also gets most commonly forgotten. So if you haven't listened to our most commonly forgotten final wedding details episode, you can absolutely click on over to that one. We'll include it in the show notes. But one of the things is that venues tend to have very specific trash removal guidelines. Some will have a dumpster on site, but not all do. Some require you to take your own trash with you when you leave. This is an incredibly large inconvenience. So maybe that's not a deal breaker for you, it would probably be a deal breaker for me on a venue, to be completely honest, unless I was head over heels in love. But we need to check and see if there is a dumpster on site. And then not only that, who is in charge of trash removal? So at the end of the night, do all of the trash cans need to be empty? If so, who is going to do that? Sometimes venues include a venue attendant who will empty the trash cans for you. Sometimes catering and bartenders will remove trash for you, but you need to check with your venue, your caterer, and your bartenders on who is in charge of removing trash and if it can go in the dumpster or if it needs to be removed from the site completely. And then last but not least, take into consideration where the dumpster is, if there is a dumpster on site, where it's located, and how easy or how difficult it will be to access. If you take nothing else away, all you need to know is, is there a dumpster on site? Where is it located? And who is getting the trash there? Now, in the interest of keeping this episode short and sweet, we just have one more point for you. Yes. Okay. So I don't want to rain on your parade, but we need to talk about a plan B if we have bad weather. I believe this is something you should take into consideration when you're choosing your venue. If it is raining on your wedding day and you cannot have that beautiful outdoor ceremony that overlooks a water area or is in the forest or wherever it might be in a garden, you need to think, are you going to be okay getting married either off location or are you going to be okay getting married in the reception site? And if you're getting married in the reception site that is most likely indoors, are you going to want a full room flip? A full room flip would be no tables. No guest tables would be in the ceremony area. It would just be chairs set up like your ceremony. And then we would usher the guests either to one side of the room or hopefully to a cocktail area that is 
also enclosed or safe from any sort of weather. That way we would be able to bring in all of the tables, all of the settings, all the centerpieces, move all of the chairs to their places, and then the room would be ready to go for reception. If you do want a full room flip, who will be in charge of that? There are a good amount of venues that do not offer room flips. And there are a good amount of venues that do. Another option would be to have only your immediate family sit in quote-unquote aisle seats and all guests remain at their dinner tables for the ceremony. When you are looking at your venue, keep in mind where your ceremony would take place. If it's on site, would you want a full room flip? And who is in charge of that? And finally, would you be disappointed if you couldn't have your ceremony in that location? And if the answer is yes, you would be disappointed. Maybe it's one, it's not your venue, or maybe two, it's not your wedding date that you have in the back of your mind. Because most, most likely, right, Angela, back me up on this, Texas, has crazy weather, but other locations, other climates, geographies, they usually have more predictable weather. Absolutely. Some climates are much more predictable than others. And if your heart is set on an outdoor ceremony, three things that we recommend are have a flexible wedding date, look at the past 10 years of weather on your wedding date and see what the patterns are and have a tent for backup. We will have more episodes like these on things to consider with your venue, but we always want to keep them short and sweet. And it's a lot of information, y'all. So send us a message. If you have any questions at all, we're here to help. Happy planning.